Hey everyone, welcome back to... Oh, did I break the audio there? I'm sorry, my apologies to everyone whose audio I just broke, but... Good morning, or good morning for us. Also, good morning if any of you guys are one of the early listeners. And welcome back to another episode of Two Kids on the Block. Me and Kamea are both a little bit hungry, obviously. I have my fig bar here, and he's... What are, what are you eating? Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, a little better of a lunch than my fig bars, but like, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this should be a cool episode. We're filming, we're, yeah, we're filming and recording a little bit earlier than normal. Normally we record in the afternoon, but uh, we're doing the morning today, which is kind of cool. But yeah, Kamea, let's get in straight away. We have 20 minutes for this talk. Our first topic, let's go. All right. So my first topic. I wanted to mention the um one major thing I wanted to mention is uh the some of the repetitiveness in the NFT market. And a lot of you may be wondering, well sorry my braces. Well, what does it mean by the reped repetitiveness in the NFT market? And what I want to talk is just like it's basically like the decrease of some new unique content in the NFT market. Like, you know, there's the, I'm not saying that there aren't any people. Like, there's a ton of people like Teresa Melvins. There's so many people that are making unique projects. But I'm just saying people making projects just, like, insert random animal, make it 2D or 3D animated, add some shirts, hats, and glasses, and then make a name that sounds very similar to Board Ape Yacht Club. Like, something like... It doesn't matter, like the Koala Golfing Crew or something. And then, bam, new NFT project. And the sad thing is that most of the unique projects and profile picture projects made by actual artists are being put in the shadows by the people who just pay someone on Fiverr to make some random base character. And they just slap on some <laughs> um, like pictures on it. And their floor is just like easily 0.5 ETH easily. And most of these people make projects. They usually spam giveaways like... If you respond here, retweet to three people, and then you could have a chance to win the Koala Golfing Crew or something. And it's really just to stir up the value and create somewhat of a community. Most of the time, the people that make these projects really just want the money. They don't believe in crypto or NFTs as strongly as me and you. They just really are here because of the hype and following the hype. And that is why when the NFT market dips, only the people that actually love NFTs or love art or love playing play-to-earn games will win and in a way the people making unique art are playing the long game whether they know it or not it will pay off when the bear market hits because they're going to be the only ones standing and i i bet that nobody i swear nobody wants another board of yacht club or another crypto punks like after i feel like the only reason people buy these clones is because they want to either they're either new and they want to just buy one because they think it's the next board of Yacht Club. Or they're just professionals trying to flip it the day or two days after it is released. And, you know, as me and you always say, 99% of the NFT projects will be worthless within the next 7 to 15 years. So, yeah, back to you, Ben. I heard you have something to say. So, I mean, Kamea, I think what we're seeing right now is a start of a mini bear market for these super hyped up projects. So I'm looking at Mechaverse or Hate Prime projects that are really really hyped up 
and where there was hundreds and thousands of people in the Discord. But now all of a sudden, and they're not failures. They're still worth a little bit of money, but nowhere near what they were expected to be. They were expected to be the next board apes. So I think that's a really interesting thing too is is um, the market I think is starting to mature a little bit in that these projects that have super high demand that have so many giveaways where the founders and companies aren't mature and they're just trying to get a cash grab. I think the market's starting to wake up. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, hey, Prime, the Mechaverse, they're not failures. They're still worth one. They're, they're still worth 0.4 to one ETH, but they have nowhere near the same amount of community as I haven't experienced the same amount of community. I don't own any of these. I don't think I ever will. Um, but they don't have the same sense of community that, you know, Danny Cole in the creature world, even though creatures are dipping in price, there's a sense of community there that isn't here with these other cash grabs, if you will. Yeah. There's really a big difference between, um, between like, uh, artificial community versus an actual, like, strong community. Like, even if creature world dips, the strong community will still keep holding on to them for dear life because... They believe in the in the project, whereas these cash grab grabs, if they dip, the community will just leave, and that's yep. really what happens. And next thing I want to talk about is um, so you know Ben, me and you both try to stay physically active. You know, kids, yep. kids CEO thirty and going to the gym. So recently, I bought a fitness NFT, which basically huh. it it grants access. It's by this um, this like former Olympian or something, and. <laughs> And it, basically, when you buy it, when he releases his own like fitness bar company, you will have a part of ownership if you own the NFT, and you will also be able to like own part of it. And I had the thought where it's like, any NFT is basically the exact same thing as like a membership card, whereas like basically NFTs can grant with utility can grant a certain access to a certain service or club, and I see it way too often that people think NFTs are the pictures. But really, just think of the NFT like picture as like a profile or like the the brand logo. Imagine that. I mean, think of that the mo- as the logo because not people buy Nike or Adidas not only because of the logo or how it looks, but also because of the utility with it. Like, why would you buy a shoe just to really look at it? I mean, some people do, but like, <laughs> but like most people buy Nike and Adidas shoes to run in them or work out in them. That's really the point of a shoe is to have utility in order to move around with them. So, you know, that's a mini thought, mini thought that I had while buying that um, fitness NFT. So my question for you, Ben, is what utility NFT would you make if you could make anyone and you had all the resources, you had like a whole team that could help you? Which one would you make? I have you ever heard of WeWork? Mm -hmm, Yeah, I have. Adam Newman and WeWork. I love Adam. He's an amazing guy. Uh, well, not obviously not, but uh, I, I, I'm I watching the new show on Apple TV. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, called Recrashed. Uh, the guy's amazing, but uh, Jared Letter does a great job. But anyways, um, I really love that idea, though. So my if I had unlimited resources, what I would do is I would focus on the 20 or 30-somethings who are maybe a little higher in income and... They want a sense of community, you know, community in real life, literally, and doing that through real estate. So being able to purchase beachside properties that are huge and then all across the country, all across the world, beachside apartment buildings with modern amenities, um, city life, you know, living in Beverly Hills and 
and shared apartment space, essentially. That's if I had an NFT project, that's what I would do. And I would get a bunch of people because at that point I would have the resources too. And everyone would contribute to basically buy membership passes uh, to this this new com- this new unlimited physical real estate community where you can travel to you can live in any of these apartments one at a time and you can rotate to any of these things and uh, and you just pay in a, a you know small additional r- kind of rent membership fee. But that's that's what I would do. You? Uh, for me, I would probably. I'd probably make a utility NFT that could be used to like get early access to some sort of project or service I would be doing, whether it was like early access to my NFT project if you owned a certain like um co-op, or if you some um, early access to I don't know the second Spine Network book that will be coming out, maybe something like that. That's what I would make like a utility, or maybe even like a private because like you know Ty Lopez he's selling NFTs where you can like have a private chat with him on a plane or something. And, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's kind of narcissist if you're, like, <laughs> pay to meet me, like, Gary Vee with his, like, some of them, you could, like, in the beginning, you could, like, buy one to have, like, a, like, a, like, a call with him, but, you know, it's, it's interesting having the experience with someone you maybe look up to and all that stuff, but it's just, still, you have to look at it, it's pretty narcissistic, <laughs> just pay to meet me on a plane and I'll speak to you, but, yeah. So that would that's probably what I would do if if I would do that. And you know, do you do you have a another topic? I, I got one, but do you have anything else you want to talk about? I wanna talk about these verified accounts. So uh, we've been talking about this. There's these Yeah. And it, when I first started I was really confused. Now it's just the norm. There are these verified accounts like Ackerman.eth that have one thousand followers or so. And they have a board ape and they're verified. And they have like a thousand followers and they're following more people. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're like board ape co-founders because he has, he's doing like a merch drop and I'm pretty sure that's a scam. Um, but like they just respond. They like they respond yeah. to tweets with like tag everyone. And I guess when, when you follow enough people in crypto, then they kind of assume that you're part of the crypto. So they start tagging you. And so me and Kamea now obviously are part of that. And, like, I just get so many notifications of people tagging me in these things who are verified, and it's it's just yeah bad for the community. Yeah, truly, really, the point of a verification symbol is to make it seem like someone's legit. And these days, people are buying accounts with verification symbols. You probably know that on YouTube, there's people who comment on videos with verified accounts. Oh, do you know that? Like, no. Well, basically... There's this thing that happens on YouTube where people buy or sub bought verified accounts and they trick them. They trick YouTube. Well, basically, there's two different ways. There's one, they sub bought and then they try to get a ver- verification symbol, which is pretty unlikely. And then there's a second one where it's like an old channel that died but was verified. And then they just delete all the old videos. They rebrand and they make a new thing. And they always have like what? Some people have like a. Mr. Beast profile picture and it's just called bra or no. Oh yeah. Yep. They have 200,000 like like things but no videos and like they have one video like it's 2,000 views and really like even like people like Mr. Beast they block them from their comment section because they're just trying to get likes. They're just trying to farm likes to try to get like make themselves feel better or something and it's like it's terrible because like the point of the verification is to make it seem like someone's legit and if you can just buy them like that 
what's the point of being unverified and oh, yeah. being verified at the same time if you can literally buy one and act like you are an actual like like you're just a bot now everyone just calls them bots if you're verified and commenting now these days and you know it's crazy it's crazy it's pretty terrible and i've never seen it on twitter but i guess maybe it's moving to twitter now because i saw it on instagram they saw it on youtube and i guess it's now going to be on i guess it's going to be on um what's it called on on twitter now and i've never seen that before oh yeah it's crazy i mean instagram has had it but instagram is through dms not public mentions yeah. but I, th- I just think it is you know kind of crazy um and it's, it's a really bad look for the community when half of the people are just that's why that you know we're very early on and that's just all kind of leading to the fact that a bear market is definitely coming because there are so many things that's wrong with the nft space and then i kind of want to mention something too the creature world i bought a few weeks ago i've lost like half my money now because of uh, it just sold for 0.11 ETH, and I bought it for 0.25 ETH. I, I think I bought it for the highest ever, which is unfortunate. So, um, oh. if I bought a book game with that money, I could have. It's all right. It's all right. Um, so you sold it? No, I still have it because I, I don't want to lose half my money. As long as you don't chicken out and you just like yeah. die, like you just give up in the bear market, which is what a lot of people do. That's good. From so now on, I'm. Next I'm only to... trusting Gary V with my money. I only <laughs> trust Gary V with my money. <laughs> All right. Next, I want to talk about um, day trading being inferior. I mean, yeah, day trading being inferior to um, hodling or holding. Yep. And if you're a teenager trying to get into crypto and you see a video that's like, you know, that's like a day in the life of a millionaire day trader or something. You know, have you ever seen those type of videos, Ben? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you think that this is the only way you have to be like some sort of like the wolf of Wall Street or something. You have to be like looking at charts all day and you have like 500 employees or something. But, you know, that's not what you have to do in order to become like successful in the NFT or crypto or stock market. Because look at the day trader. He spends hours upon hours upon hours of his week just looking at like just looking at either twitter or looking at charts or looking at like news just to see what's going to happen just to like within the next day flip them for money you know like all that time just to like sell them and gain a bit of money whereas look at someone that's a like that's a billionaire like warren buffett or charlie munger who holds like barely does one trade a year and really just holds for dear life hodls for like 50 plus years just like how he bought coca-cola in like the 1950s 60s now he's a billionaire because he just held it the entire time he never sold it and yeah as a kid what sounds more appealing looking at charts all day and just waiting for the next one and you don't even really believe in the project. You're just buying it to flip it the next day to try to buy something of more value than to just to flip it. And it's an endless loop. And versus investing into something that you believe in and holding on to it. That's the question. And, you know, I'm not saying day trading doesn't work. If you are someone like Gary Vee, it can be effective if you, like, if you want to do it. Like, if you actually want to do it, do, do you. But, you know, as a kid, you have to balance school, extra activities, social life. It's just... It's a huge time consumer, and, you know, I want to hear your opinion on day trading versus hodling, because do you 
first of all, I want to know if you agree that it is inferior. And if so, what NFTs, cryptocurrencies, or even sports cards do you believe in that you would hold on to the next years to come? One for me is definitely the Matrix NFT. I'm not going to sell those for a long while, but I'd just like to hear. Yeah. So I'm not muted, right? I'm good. No, okay. I think so I, I think everyone has, you know, their place. There are people who are great day traders who are okay with staring at charts all day. And that's not for me, that's not for you, but I think there are people who, who find joy in that. So I think that's okay. If you, you're listening to this and you wanna try your hand at flipping, flipping day trading stuff, you know, you, I, it's inherently more risky. We all agree that, but there are, of course, there's a little more upside compared to long-term holding. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's up to everyone. Everyone has their own different expertise, things they enjoy doing. You know, I'm not a day trader. I'm not a day trader. Um, I like to hold things for for a longer amount of time. I've tried day trading. Um, and so in terms of things I would hold forever, in terms of sports cards, like a LeBron rookie, I would hold on to that forever. Matthew Stafford, my favorite football player now, a uh, quarterback, I would hold on to that forever. Um, Kobe Bryant rookie cards, I would hold on to forever. Um, I would hold on to my, oh, an NFT land. I, I would hold on to my book game forever. Um, I, I guess I made money back on that, to be fair. The money that I lost out on, on the creature world. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, those are just a, a few, yeah, those are a few things I would hold on to for dear life forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's important to um to like face your losses if you're in the crypto market because oh yeah you can lie you can lie to yourself and you can just keep putting more money in make it seem like you're yep. gaining money but in reality it's just you putting more money in i and, uh -huh. i i have a new thing it's like um a nft unless it's pumping never look at it like never look at the <laughs> nft or at least never look at the price um i did a really good i knew it was falling in price i didn't look at it for two weeks and then i looked at it and it was like oh, my heart dropped for a second like i lost off my i lost my entire salary for, for a month never never use money you can't afford to lose people um but <laughs> I know we always have, I mean, I could afford to lose it, but like no one likes losing money. Um, but that's just a, a normal part of investing. If you always, I think we're also, something I want to talk about is that we're all very used to in the crypto world making so much money so fast. And my worry is that us younger people in the crypto space are going to so get used to 200 times returns that a one-time or two-time return or losing a, a penny now becomes something so terrible because we're used to making this, these huge amounts of money so easily. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something to also watch in these coming years. But um, we'll do one more subject and then we'll wrap up for today. I'll head over to lunch. So finally, this will be like a mix of a topic and like a kind of like a, what's that thing that we do at the end of the episode where we like give it to Baby steps. Things? Yeah, baby steps. It'll be like a mix of that. So in simple terms, we're going to learn, We're I'm going to talk about saving versus investing money so yeah. in simple terms saving money is trying to make your money secure and investing money is trying to make your money grow saving accounts include like saving accounts checking accounts whereas investing includes stocks bonds real 
real estate, crypto, and potentially, if you consider it, NFTs. Yeah. Investing, in my opinion, from my experience, I've used saving accounts before, but investing, the ROI is like even if you find something smaller, like the average ROI, like investing, like yield is like zero point two or something, or like at most like barely one percent, at like even if it's good. So investing is it's much. It, the ROI is better. It's much more fun and interesting to learn, but just take into account it, it can be more risky than a savings account where it's meant to be saving. It's meant to keep your money secure. It's meant to be keep it relatively stable while increasing slowly over time. And, you know, I'm not telling you to buy NFTs or crypto. I'm not telling you to do any of that. I'm not telling you to spend your entire money investing into some random Shiba, Elon, Doge, Moon, NFT coin or something. But, you know, but if you're just a kid, just learn the basic terms of the investing space. Learn about stocks. Because even though, like, I don't really use stocks, it's important to know what they are in the first place. Like, that skill has really helped me through my journey being in the, cri in the crypto market. Learn about stocks, bonds, ROI, transaction fees. If you know what these words even mean, you're, like, ten times ahead of, like, most adults. Like, most adults yep. I've met. I'm gonna be honest. Like they don't really know what I'm really, like I'm really, I'm really talking about sometimes. So quick yeah, reminder, it is. Mm -hmm, quick it's reminder, definitely yeah good to like. Sorry to interrupt. But, uh, it definitely is good, even if you don't buy any stocks or buy, you know, if you buy like a two dollar stock or something. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you lose all the, all all two dollars, um, <laughs> which I understand may be a lot for some people, but. Um, you know, I, I, it's still a good experience to learn some of the vocabulary. Even if you watch it on TV or talk with someone, learning what PE ratios are, earnings, valuations, yeah. you know, 52-week uh, highs, which are pretty straightforward, uh, or, or crypto world, learning what the blockchain is, learning what uh, gas fees are, learning what Ethereum, Solana are, learning what, um, I don't know, other terms that people yeah. in the crypto world it's use. Like what a um, smart contract is, all that stuff. Exactly. Learning what solidity is, all these type of things. Just the ticket. And also, um, if I if you want to learn all like the crypto slang, there is um like crypto slang. Like there's this um there's this website, I think it's on a it's like the list of Yeah, it's a list of crypto terms and coinmarketcap.com. Uh just look up list of crypto terms and there's like this A to Z every single term with a great explanation. Like it talks about things like all time highs, all time lows, altcoins, altcoin traders, anonymous, you know, diamond hands, paper hands, all that stuff. And it's just a really great thing just to scroll through. And you if you if you've just been on crypto Twitter, you're gonna hear these things once or twice. And you can just be like, oh that's what that means. Like you're probably hearing someone like I have diamond hands or I have paper hands or something. So it's important to learn about that and Quick reminder, this is not, like, I don't really give, like, advice often. I give my opinion, but I don't really give, like, straightforward advice. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you to buy anything. No investment advice here. I am just recommending to teenagers, if you could take anything from me, it would be to just learn about yep, get exposed what all to it. means. Learn about yep. this world. Learn about investments. Not because, because I, I bet you that the schools aren't going to teach you anything really of value about crypto NFTs, they'll teach you about about 
like about a, a lot of other life skills. Like unless I came near school. school, unless I came near school, which I did this morning, <laughs> and told a bunch of eleventh graders. <laughs> unless I came near school and told you all about NFTs and cryptocurrency, uh, you probably won't learn about it from your history teacher. Yeah, but um, pro- probably. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying school is useless. School teaches you a lot of important things. Stay in school, kids. Remember, but <laughs> yeah, and I think but, you know it's not gonna really teach you anything much of value about money and investments because one of the most common things I hear is like kids they become adults and then they don't know what anything like money is because they never talk about it with their parents or any of that stuff so self-educate yourself self-teach yourself about the stuff so you don't have to not know any about the stuff when you go into like when you're actually adult like 18 years old and you're going into the real world you need to know about and it can happen earlier for some people it can happen later but it's important to learn about this in the first place yeah definitely and one of two things happens you either get into it and you really like it and then you go do that for a long time and you might make some money you might not make some money you might but you'll gain a lot of happiness and fun from it or two you'll decide you hate it but you'll understand all (laughs) these other things you know the vocabulary the thought processes that will help you so much later in life thank you so much everyone for listening to this week or watching if you're on youtube thank you for listening to this (coughs) sorry figvar um for all of you guys listening thank you so much and we hope that you leave a review if you enjoyed the episode or feel free to dm us or tweet us at ben wong with the three instead of an e and then that's the crypto coin kid one and we'll see you all next week uh Kamea, any last words uh we will see you later hollow for dear life peace Hey, Ben. Yeah? You know what just really puts a smile on my face whenever we do our podcasts? What? Uh, when people leave a review. Because I just love the positive information. Oh, the yeah. positivity reviews that people give because it really puts a smile on my face. And I really... Yeah. Um, that's really one of the things that helps me keep going in the NFT community because there can be a lot of hate in this world. So whenever you just leave a review with a nice positive message, it really puts a smile on our face. And we're glad that you're supporting our brand. So we just want to thank the people that gave us a review. And we would love it if you listening would give a review if you haven't already.